Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause upon Hello, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Happy Monday. It's a new week. I'm excited for Psalm 31. Psalm 31 on Text Talk. Let's do it. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version today, Psalm 31, to the choir master. A Psalm of David. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. And for your name's sake, you lead me and guide me. Take me out of the net they have hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. I hate those who pay regard to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love. Because you have seen my affliction, you have known the distress of my soul, and you have not delivered me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief, my soul and my body also. For my life is spent with sorrow, and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity, and my bones waste away. Because of all my adversaries, I have become a reproach, especially to my neighbors, and an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have been forgotten like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel, for I hear the whispering of many, terror on every side. As they scheme together against me, as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. O Lord, let me not be put to shame, for I call upon you. Let the wicked be put to shame. Let them go silently to Sheol. Let the lying lips be mute, which speak insolently against the righteous in pride and contempt. O how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and worked for those who take refuge in you, in the sight of the children of mankind. In the cover of your presence you hide them from the plots of men. You store them in your shelter from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has wondrously shown his steadfast love to me when I was in a besieged city. I had said in my alarm, I am cut off from your sight. But you heard the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cried to you for help. Love the Lord, all you his saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who acts in pride. Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. All you who wait for the Lord. Hey, I got a question for you. Ask away. You were reading from the ESV there. I was. I am just curious at the beginning of Psalm 31, Mm -hmm. what kind of title did the editors put on it? Into your hand I commit my spirit. Into your hand I commit my spirit. So that was the title. That's the title that the Crossway editors put on it. Crossway put on it. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. So here with the New King James editors, the Lord a fortress in adversity. Mm. But I can see where they took from, you know, the commit your spirit, and that's where they got their title. And then here, these editors, it's from the uh, the fortress picture. Uh-huh. Um, I was just curious about that because uh, you, you see a lot of messages, a lot of different messages in this psalm 
to me, my, my first, you know, one of my first takes in reading it was um, the, the psalmist is kind of in a lot of different places in this psalm, you know, he's God's protecting him, the enemies are there, but then other times, you know, God saved him and he rejoices. And this, this is, uh, some, you know, I'll just say this. We did the psalm about the storm, and I'm like, oh, I see the storm. Storm. And we did the storm. psalm, you know, the 23rd psalm, and the shepherd's leading the sheep, and I'm there. But, well, boy, when I read this Psalm 31, I, it's not tight like that for me. I don't get the clear— A lot of different pictures. Yeah, a lot of different pictures. A lot of different pictures, yeah. a lot of seemingly stock phrases, almost. Here's Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I should say stock. I don't know, but uh, we'll just say common. Common, yeah. Common. To the other psalm literature and all sort of brought together here. Yeah. Well, I hope that actually in a, in a later conversation, maybe get back to that concept of the stock phrases. I do want us to take some time this week to talk about praying the psalms. Okay. Because I do Sounds think good. this psalm gives us some insight into mm-hmm. that. That's and good. Ma- and maybe stock phrases is not the right one. Maybe we have a negative connotation with that. But I do think we see some of that. Well, but, I'm saying it's still it's still inspired. I'm not yeah. oh, questioning yeah. that. No. But it just seems to be put together in a way here where we've seen these ideas and you know, even some of these terms in, in, in a lot of places, different places. A lot that, of different that places. That seem more, I don't know, kind of more singular in thought in some of those places. Yeah. So I don't know what was going on in the psalmist's mind and David's mind here. I tell you what though, I do think just talking about connections with other psalms and seeing other psalms here and this and other psalms, I think that potentially this psalm was placed purposefully next to Psalm 31. Okay. I can't I can't prove that, of course. Yeah. And it's not as tight as that story we went through from Psalm 23 to 29, probably maybe, maybe even Psalm 30. Psalm 30. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think this is a part of that story. Sure. But I do see, to me, what seems almost like writing a pendulum from mm-hmm. Psalm 30 to Psalm 31. There's two statements, a, a statement in Psalm 30 and then a statement in Psalm 31 that, to me... It makes sense why these two psalms would be put together. It's like seeing these opposite sides. And basically, I'm looking at Psalm 31 and verse 22. Okay. I had said in my alarm, I am cut off from your sight. Mm-hmm. And even though this says something very different, as soon as I read that, it made me think of Psalm 30 and verse 6. In Psalm 30 and verse 6, as for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. And so I I get it. There are opposite statements. They're not saying the same thing, but to me, it's like that pendulum. In Psalm 30, we have David at this moment where he's up on the pinnacle on the mountaintop. By the grace of God, he's Mm -hmm. been victorious. He's accomplished things. And now he's getting into that moment of pride. Okay. And because he's got some self-pride going on, he's saying, wow, I will never be moved. You know, it's always going to be great. It's always going to be wonderful. And so, and even there in Psalm 30, what he says is the Lord's response to that was, you hid your face. Right. I was dismayed. And I was troubled, yeah. I could almost ah, see verse okay. 22 of Psalm 31 being actually said right after. Like that moment, yeah. 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 I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. Mm-hmm. You hid your face. I was dismayed. Now, I said in my alarm, I am cut off from your sight. It's it's like these opposites, yeah. these two different places that David has hmm. ended up at various times of his life. There's the moment where things are so great, mm-hmm. he even gets in danger mm-hmm. of pride. And then there's the moments that are so bad, he's in danger of aban- of, of abandonment, of, mm-hmm. of terror and fear and, and giving up mm-hmm. and 
both extremes actually put him in a danger that threatened his soul. No, I, I really appreciate you saying that. I see on the one hand where when all of life is roses and uh, surely God is with me, if that leads to pride and self-confidence, it's actually that moment when everything's great, when spiritually I may get to a bad place. Conversely, it looks like all the enemies have the drop on me. Circumstances couldn't be worse. Surely God has forsaken me now. And yet, what do we read at the end of verse 22? Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my supplication when I cried out to you. Actually, God had not forsaken him. God was with him. And, uh, you know, that's a powerful lesson that I need to be reminded day in and day out, that these external circumstances, uh, they they are not the end-all, be-all indicators of my spiritual health. In fact, so often we see in the scriptures, it kind of looks bleak on the outside, and yet that's when the man of God, the woman of God, was closest with God. And because last week when we talked about that what happened with the the face being hidden, we saw that David was saved by dismay. Mm. God gets him into a place where he is in fear, he is in dismay, mm-hmm. and it prompted him to say, I need the Lord. It, it's humbled what drew him, him close. There was humbling yeah, there. Absolutely. Sure. As, as we're just talking back and forth on this, I'm reminded of Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30, beginning at verse 7. Two things I ask of you, deny them not to me before I die. Of course, the first thing is remove far from me falsehood and lying. Mm-hmm. The second one, though, is give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, yeah. lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a summation of these two extremes. Yeah, it's this the, the pendulum. The pendulum. And sometimes we can ride the pendulum. David went from that place of everything is wonderful and amazing. And I start to rely on myself and I start mm-hmm. to forget about God. Mm-hmm. And then he moved to this place of everything is awful. God isn't there. He's not taking care of me. Uh, and he might end up profaning the name of the Lord. Right. We've got both of those possibilities. The thing that makes me think of is life. Yeah. Life. It's it's how life works. Mm-hmm. You know, the crazy thing is we move from one psalm where the danger is everything is amazing and wonderful. We move to another psalm where the danger is everything is terrible and awful. <laughs> and they're both written, at least according to the titles, by the same guy. Right. Right. And, and they're right next to each other. It's not like they're divided by here's 25 psalms of everything's just kind of normal. It's one is everything's amazing and mm-hmm. I needed a little bit of mm-hmm. discipline, discipline to everything is terrible and awful and I need a little bit of deliverance. I need some deliverance. <laughs> That's well said in a nice a nice turn of phrase. One of the things that strikes me and I appreciate what you're saying and all written by the same fellow uh, is his persistence in prayer, his persistence in communication with God wherever he is in that pendulum. So like here in Psalm 31 in verse 22, for I said in my haste, I am cut off from before your eyes or said my alarm. Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my supplications when I cried out to you. He didn't stop. He didn't stop his prayer. He didn't stop his supplications. The uh, Lord Jesus Christ, he taught a parable in Luke chapter 18 where he is, or the purpose of that parable, I'll get it out here. The purpose of the parable is to teach men always to pray and not lose heart. Mm. 
tells this story about this grieved widow, and she just wants justice from the judge. The judge is not especially merciful, fearing God or fearing man, anything like this, but she keeps going to the judge. She's persistent, she's persistent, she's persistent. It's not going her way, but she doesn't stop calling out. And as it begins to make the teaching, I believe the lesson is, here's an unjust judge, for the sake of persistence, he will grant her her petition. How much more your Father in heaven, how much more the Lord God who is for you and who loves his people. And yet, here's where it ends in verse 8 of Luke 18. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? That in the trials and in the process, some people will stop praying. Some people will lose faith. Abandon the persistence. Abandon the persistence. But see, here's David as the example of doing it right. And David is is someone that we can look to and say, boy, that is like that widow in Luke 18. I think what caps this all off for me is recognizing where Psalm 30 and Psalm 31 coincide. And that is the trials, Mm -hmm. the struggles Mm -hmm. are used by God to draw us in, to grow us up to make us better. They're not used to drive us away. Satan wants us to be driven away. I think about what James, the brother of Jesus, the servant of the Lord says, beginning in his, beginning his letter, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Mm -hmm. And he comes down and this is what ties into what you said just a second ago. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. The one who is persisting, Mm -hmm. the one who is continuing on. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. We need to keep loving him. We need to keep persisting. We need to keep steadfastly pursuing him. He's our fortress. We commit our spirits to him and we persist. So glad that you've joined us for Text Talk today. What are you learning from the Word of God? Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, Lord, we thank you for your goodness, for the blessings you give us each day. Even this day and this time together is a gift. And Lord, we know that... uh, Uh, Those that are joining the podcast, we're in all different circumstances and situations in life. But this day, Father, we trust you. We persist. We walk with you. We know, Father, that you are our fortress. We commit ourselves to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.